For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. I'm the L of House of L. Thanks so much for listening. We are going to spend our time today talking about your Chicago Bears. They lose to the Indianapolis Colts. 19 to 11 is the final. Our podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Mazda of Orland Park, ZoomZoomNation.com. I love them. They're so great. They were super supportive of the stuff that I was doing on Twitter with the White Sox. If you're looking for a car, go out there, ask for Eric, and be like, hey, Lawrence told me about you guys. You guys are awesome. I want to buy a CX-3 or whatever it is that you want to buy. Buy whatever you want. But if you're going to buy a car, buy it from them. We are also brought to you by David Hochberg and Team Hochberg. That's right. 855-56-DAVID. Call him, and when you call him, be like, Lawrence was singing your praises on the podcast. He said that if I'm refinancing a home or buying a new home, that I should hit you up. Do that for me, will you? 56david.com is the place where you can find the website. If you don't believe me, you could just go check it out there. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. Let's get into it. The, the Bears lose to the Colts 19-11. And I thought that the game would look like this a little bit. The Colts have a really good defense. And they've been playing well out on the edges. And you saw it today with Xavier Rhodes. He played really well. Their linebackers get after you. like they, And... The Bears, were before we get into the big, big issues, the stuff that people want to hear about, the, the quarterback stuff, what I think about the head coach and everything else, I want to talk about Charles Leno having the roughest day with Justin Houston. He had a terrible day. 
trying to slow that man down. It was rough. Houston seemed like he was in the face of Nick Foles all game long in this game. He had four tackles in the game. He also had a sack. But the pressure, I can't wait to see how much pressure he had because he seemed to have a ton of it. At one point, they started shifting a tight end over to Leno's side to try and help him out because he was having that rough of a day. But think about that. A defense that controlled the game without a lot of sacks. They had one sack in the game. It was Houston's sack. But DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston were problems in the middle of that line. And the Bears didn't have answers for it all game long. And it kept pressure on. But that doesn't change the fact that you had a Bears offense that looked, for lack of a better term, constipated. And the thing that I've been trying desperately all week to have honest conversations with people about is, okay, people got what they wanted. They, they wanted to see Mitch gone. And I don't think that, that you are wrong in saying the Mitch experiment is over. I want to make that very clear. I don't think that anyone who wanted to see something different wasn't in their right mind to see something different. But at the end of this, there's a question here. And that question is, how much of this is on the one particular quarterback? See, I think that Matt Nagy has gotten off easy because of how convenient of a punching bag Mitch Trubisky is. He's no dummy. He knows that people don't like Mitch. And he knew that in, in the move that he made, I'm not saying that it wasn't made for football purposes or actual strategic purposes inside of the game last week. But he, but he knew that there would be a lot of people applauding him for making that change and putting in Nick Foles, the investment that the Bears made with a draft pick and with guaranteed money, a $21 million of guaranteed money for Nick Foles. I remember I remember um, texting with, with Joe, Joe Ostrowski, throughout the week, and I go, is it just me or have people not seen Nick Foles play? Because that's what it felt like. It felt like, he was some unknown and that and that oh well now you have an opportunity to 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 really go far and and people haven't been paying attention to what it is that he does this is who he's been he's a guy that is probably a little bit better than average overall and I know that he has on his resume a start of a season where he threw 22 touchdowns with two interceptions, and he's been a Super Bowl MVP. I understand that. But throughout his career, if you just look, you see a player that has been a little bit better than average. And some would, I'm, I'm actually probably being generous 
and I'm taking into the uh, into account that throughout his career you have these hot streaks, and I think that that's worth something. I don't think you can completely ignore the fact that the guy came in and played five great games and got his team a Super Bowl and battled Tom Brady in a Super Bowl and and did all the stuff that you needed to do to win the Super Bowl. But everything has to be right. And I know that Matt Nagy came from Kansas City and he coached with Doug Peterson. And there are all the, the connects that you can make where, oh, well, their offense is going to look like the, the Eagles offense that won the Super Bowl or their offense is going to look like Patrick Mahomes' his offense. The Eagles that season had a lot of luck and they, they played well, like they deserved to win it. And Patrick Mahomes is from another planet. And yeah, Andy Reid's system is effective because players have been in it forever and ever and ever. And even when they had Alex Smith there playing quarterback, it was run in a very competent way. I think Foles, at best, for the Bears right now, is competent. But I don't think that's enough. And the reason that I don't think it's enough is that the head coach deserves some examination. I'm not even going to say blame. I'm going to say examination. Why does your offense not work? It's a simple question. It's a difficult answer. Why doesn't it work? Bears fans were led to believe that the offense doesn't work because the guy that they traded one pickup to didn't play well, that Mitch didn't mature, that the offense is too complicated for him. You brought in Nick Foles, and the other thing that I I was talking about all week was it's different when they game plan for you. I'm not saying that coming off the bench and throwing three touchdowns in a quarter is easy because it's not. But it's way different when a team has you on film and they they can match you up with the personnel. And they can say, okay, this is how we can make him less effective. Nick Foles was 26 of 42 for 249 yards. He got sacked once. He threw one touchdown when they were in prevent. It's a good play by Allen Robinson. And an interception. His passer rating was 76.4. Mitch could have done that for real, for real. Those guys had three points on the board until the Colts were like, okay, we're just going to let you have everything in front of us and we're going to grind this clock down, whether it's on offense or on defense. I don't think you want Foles throwing the ball 42 times. The formula for winning for the Bears should be similar to what the Colts are doing. And I know that people are going to get mad at the Bears' defense. They gave up 19 points. I'm sure that isn't the goal. The goal is usually somewhere around 13. But 19 shouldn't be insurmountable. They kept forcing field goals. They kept, like, holding when their backs were up against the end zone. And you look at the numbers, like, they weren't destroyed in the run game. You know what Indianapolis averaged per carry in this game? 2.7 yards. They ran it 38 times, 
And Jonathan Taylor got his. He's he's a really tough dude. I I like the way he runs. Phillip Rivers didn't do anything special. He threw for 190 yards. But he didn't turn the ball over. And let's talk about Foles' performance. The Anthony Miller play was a difficult play. Great receivers make that catch, and I keep telling you that with Miller, if he could be consistent, he could be great. And we all are looking for that level of consistency that makes us great. But Foles missed throws. This wasn't like he didn't understand where open guys were. He just flat out missed them. By my... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Miles, too. I also think that the, the Allen Robinson throw almost got A-Rob killed over the middle because it was behind him. And they're lucky that that ball was incomplete. Robinson, by the way, finished with 101 yards and a touchdown on seven receptions for him. But now let's go look at the Bears running game. And remember what I was saying about DeForest Buckner in the middle of that defensive line? And then Houston on the outside? The Bears ran for 28 yards. 16 carries, 28 yards. They gave the ball to David Montgomery 10 times for 27 yards. Think about that. One player had almost every yard for them. And then you had Patterson with three carries for five yards. You had Nick Foles with minus one. You had that end around that they ran to Mooney that got caught for minus three. 16 carries, 28 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. The Bears were sloppy in this game on all phases. Special teams had bust on it. You ended up getting a punt blocked. They also gave up, I thought, too many return yards, too, in this game. That kid, Hines, he had a nice day. Like, they tell you that if you're getting an extra first down in the punt game, then you're winning. He had four returns for 42 yards. So that's 10 and a half yards. That's getting them an extra first down. Meanwhile... Ted Ginn was returning punts for the Bears because Tariq Cohen is out because he's got an ACL tear. Three returns for 18 yards. The Bears were sloppy on defense today. They weren't terrible. Look, they only gave up 19 points. But Phillip Rivers got some, some stuff on them too. You had horse collar penalty in there. You had a pass interference penalty in there. You had them getting lost on the Mo Ali Cox touchdown. Granted, it was a rub route, and they ran it to perfection to get him open. That guy is a matchup problem. I'm surprised they didn't go to him more. Oh, by the way, Trey Burton converted two third downs into first downs and came up with the onside kick to seal the game. It's the Trey Burton revenge game! 
The Bears tried everything on offense. They tried to go tempo. A couple times in the game, even before things got late, they tried to go tempo. That didn't work. They tried to run the ball. That didn't work. My my overarching point in this conversation is that I think something is systemically wrong with the Bears' offense. And while making changing out Mitch for Foles was the right thing to do, we need to be honest about what's actually happening. And what's happening is when the Bears' offense struggles, their coach can't coach them out of it. He's had problems coaching them out of their issues. Eddie Jackson, I thought, had a rough game today, too. He made some good plays. Like There was that play on third and one where he shot the gap, made a tackle for loss. But he also got a P.I. penalty in this game. Buster Screen played well until he gets a holding call on a punt. I thought Bilal Nichols played pretty well. Let me look in the, the final box here to see if if there are any statistics that back up what I saw with Bilal Nichols. Because I I really thought that he he was a force inside in the middle of the Bears defense. And, you know, they're looking for help in there. Three tackles for him, two tackles for loss. So yeah, I was right. He did play pretty well in today's game. The Bears also had one sack. Brent Urban had that sack for them. He played pretty well, too, I thought. There's honestly, like, I don't have a lot of issues with this. Roquan Smith had three tackles for loss in this game. He was all over the place. He should probably be quiet when you're down two scores with three minutes left in the game. I get it that Phillip Rivers, that's part of his thing where he trash talks you and then you start trash talking back. But perhaps... Perhaps you should just be quiet. You'll get him the next time. The next time you have an opportunity to play him, you'll get him. Akeem Hicks with a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits on the game. Khalil Mack had a chance to to change the game today with his hands, and he missed an interception that I think would have changed the way this game was played. You know who else played really well? Uh, Tashawn Gibson, I thought, played pretty well today overall the Bears defense was fine Jalen Johnson broke up a couple of passes you if you can't win if you can't score like your defense has to be lights out good if you're going to show that type of offensive effort and now there's a quick turnaround The Bears get a little lucky because Tampa Bay has some injury issues that they're working through. But they're an offense that can get after it. Tom's playing all right. He's playing all right. Here's a fun stat for you. The Bears haven't scored a point in the third quarter. In every game this season, they haven't scored a third quarter point. So that kind of flies in the face of the idea of halftime adjustments, doesn't it? Although that's a little bit overblown. But still, you look at some of this stuff. Like, I'm going through my notes right now. 
you have an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty with Cordero Patterson for taking his helmet off. It happened again. Like, he's got to know better than that. Fuller getting beat on a double move that ends up putting the Colts in the red zone. Foles missing guys on third down. Like, they're... If you looked at the third down efficiency for the Bears, and that's been an issue for them, that's been something they wanted to get better at, they were 4 of 14 on third down. And some of those were they put themselves in bad spots because you know, guys getting penalties ever. 29%. Compare that to what the Colts did. Colts were 42% on third down. They converted 8 of 9. They also converted a fourth down late in the game. How fun is Phillip? I used to be someone who hated Phillip Rivers. I hated him. And now I love him. I love that he's just out there just talking shit. Just, and he's doing it. He did it better than I do because I, I was cussing. He doesn't cuss. But he clearly got into Roquan's head. Clearly. So they've got a lot of questions to answer, and they don't have a lot of time to do it. Because you've got to turn around and play Tampa. The good news is you're playing that game at home. So at least you don't have the worry of traveling this week. And there is some tape to work off of with Nick Foles. There are some timing things that he can get done, like that sort of stuff. But don't lose sight of the fact. Don't don't just put it on the fact that they were playing up against a really good defense. Keep the pressure on. The head coach deserves this pressure too. We've all made it way too easy for him because Mitch is someone that that's an easy target. He's a super easy target, and everyone thought that things were going to change. And they make the move, and nothing's changed. This podcast brought to you by the fine folks over at Homeside Financial. 56david.com. I'm telling you about David Hochberg, man. Call him, 855-56-DAVID. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. And we're brought to you by Mazda of Orland Park. ZoomZoomNation.com is where you can check it out. Do you know that Frank Reich was playing coy like all week about Trey Burton because he was one of those guys that was on IR but was designated to return? I was going through the press conferences all week this week. He's like, oh, well, you know, we, we got him out there. We just want to, want to see if, if he's got anything, if we can bring. And even on Friday, he's like, oh, we're, it's way too soon for us to tell you if we're going to play him. And they play him. It's not like he was super effective, but he was effective enough in what they asked him to do. I, I hope that he's good. I hope that he's happy there. He's on a team that's winning. He's with a coach that he likes. I'm glad. I'm happy for him in that regard. But I was surprised that he played as big a role in this win as he did. So that's all I got. At least until noon tomorrow. Please check out the radio show. I'm on every day on the score from noon until 2. I can tell you right now, I'm going to take a vacation at the end of the week. I'm going to go, I need a vacation so bad. But we're on Twitch as well. If you want to hang out in the Twitch universe with us, you can do that too. We can have a lot of fun doing that. 
Anyway, thanks for all your support on all my platforms. I truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you here throughout the week. I got some other episodes coming out this week. Plus, we'll do another post-game pod. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.